You're listening to Radio Maria England, and this is Father Toby with your word for today on Ash Wednesday. And we begin with the first reading from the prophet Joel. Now, now, it is the Lord who speaks. Come back to me with all your heart, fasting, weeping, mourning. Let your hearts be broken, not your garments torn. Turn to the Lord your God again, for he is all tenderness and compassion, slow to anger, rich in graciousness and ready to relent. Who knows if he will not turn again, will not relent, will not leave a blessing as he passes oblation and libation for the Lord your God. Sound the trumpet in Zion, order a fast, proclaim a solemn assembly, call the people together, summon the community, assemble the elders, gather the children, even the infants at the breast. Let the bridegroom leave his bedroom and the bride her alcove. Between vestibule and altar, let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, lament. Let them say, Spare your people, Lord. Do not make your heritage a thing of shame, a byword for the nations. Why should it be said among the nations, Where is their God? Then the Lord, jealous on behalf of his land, took pity on his people. I want to share with you today the, the homily that I've, I've written that I'll be preaching later today at uh, the chapel um, right next to Guy's Hospital where I anticipate as well as my normal students from KCL there'd be quite a few members of staff at the hospital and probably some patients or family of patients as well. Bravery, humility and hope. T.S. Eliot wrote that humankind cannot bear very much reality. And yet, the most ultimate reality of all our lives is that we will die. That's something that we're confronted with today on Ash Wednesday. Now, there are two main ways most people cope with this reality of death in the modern world. The first way? Ignore it. Ignore the ultimate questions of meaning and just have fun. Ignore the fact that it could be game over at any minute and it will not have had any real meaning. But that's not possible for many here. For many, the fragility of life is the basic reality of their working days in the hospital. Or for others, perhaps, this fragility has tragically or unexpectedly come very much to the fore. The second attitude. This is the attitude that looks at death head on, says it's all futile, but I'll make the most of it nonetheless whilst they and all they've ever loved head towards annihilation. This is the attitude of the atheist existentialist. But is there a third way, an older way, that most of those we pass on the streets today have dismissed without much thought? Is there a bravery that is not futile? Is there a way of looking at the truth but not despairing? Is there a bravery that is something more than refusing to back down in the face of the inevitability of death? Yes. To be at church on Ash Wednesday, to be listening in to a service on Ash Wednesday, to be listening in on Ash Wednesday, to be listening to the priest impart the ashes on the forehead of those at Mass with the solemn words, Remember you are dust and to dust you will return. Well, that takes a certain bravery. 
to not run from death, not ignore death, but to look it in the face and ask the question, what will I do now? How will I go forth from here? That's the bravery of living in reality, and the Christian is called to do just that. But where is the humility to be found today? Humility, as you might have heard me say, is not about going around saying I'm not very good at things. Humility is about seeing things as they are, seeing myself properly in relation to God. Humility acknowledges that I am dust, that I am made of the same matter as everything else around me. But humility also leads me into hope. Humility and bravery is not about seeking to defy death, but about embracing life. Because humility also recognizes that God has breathed his divine life into me. Yes, to dust my body will return, but I am not just a body. And Jesus has risen from the dead, body and soul. Jesus has died for us. And yes, we will inevitably follow him to the grave, every single one of us. But if, if we follow him in this life, if we're brave enough to love him in his ways, if we're brave enough to love as he loves, which is not a love of indifference, but a perfecting, purifying, transforming love, if we're brave enough and humble enough to follow him in this life, we will follow him from the grave into the resurrection. And so that's our hope. That's the great hope of the Christian that lets us face the reality of death. That's the hope that in the face of death, especially that of those whom we love, a thought which quite rightly makes us sad, distraught even, Jesus after all wept at the death of Lazarus. But it's a hope that means in the face of death I will not be despondent, despair will not win the day. Sorrow and hope, sorrow and joy, these are not incompatibles for the Christian. Our hope allows us to live more bravely yet. The fear of death is ultimate reality. The paralyzing desire to cling onto existence at all costs, or the fear that has me shut my eyes. This fear is tempered by our hope, transformed by our hope. We can join St. Paul and say, O oh death, where is thy sting? Wherever we are, but especially in a hospital chapel, we recognize the goodness of seeking to save life. Life is good and a gift from God. It is to be cherished as such. But a hospital chapel also reminds us that there are some diseases we cannot cure, some accidents that cannot be undone, but that we have a soul that needs healing nonetheless or a need for hope in the face of what might be my darkest hour. Remember that you are dust, and to dust you will return. But then go forth and live. Live bravely, live humbly, live with love, in whatever time is given to you, emboldened by your hope in the resurrection. The prophet Ezekiel once looked at the skeletons on the ground and asked, Can these dry bones live? The answer is yes, for just as we are touched by our mortality at this mass of Ash Wednesday, so too we are touched by immortality as we enter into a spiritual communion, as we receive the bread of life, 
that strengthens our life in Christ.